it just has to work for you and you got to be good at using it. Mm-hmm. And the first time that you need it for real can't be the first time you done it. Like, yeah. You have to like sweat in it. You have to move. You have to be uncomfortable in it. What is up, everybody? I have Jim to my right, Instructor Chris from Vortex Edge across from me. What's up, Chris? Good How's to have you back. Me? Good to be back. This is uh, this is awesome. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see a selection of plate carriers on the table here. If you if you uh, if you're not, you can imagine. Uh, Chris, before we get into the topic of today's discussion, which is plate carriers, which I find you know have been used in a professional setting for a number of years, you have used them in a prof- professional setting for a number of years. Uh, they're getting to be more commonplace in the civilian market. So, but before we kind of jump into the why, why somebody might need one, some of the terminology, things to look for in plate carriers, uh, let's talk about you, Chris. So let's let's dive into a little bit about you, your background, and maybe some of your journey with plate carriers. My my kind of walk with body armor in general and, and and plate carriers started back in 2003 when I enlisted in the Marine Corps, um, and that kind of evolved into different types and forms of of the actual cares themselves and uh later on when i got on with the charlotte police department um it started from a very rudimentary just everyday over the head kind of uh you know uniformed kind of armor carrier and that and that of course evolved all the way into a full-on entry swat guy uh setup and then that again evolved when I got on the sniper team, and that was a, a whole another set of, of different kind of uh, play carrier and and and, and, um, and needs that I had to fulfill that role. Um, and then as I've kind of left all of that uh, civil work behind me, and I and I just became a dad and a husband and just a protector um, of my house, like it, my needs kind of change as well so i mean like it, so it where whereas like in 2003 i might have started in a plate carrier that looked like this now i'm just down to like you know a, a small pad of armor for my daughter's backpack or something you know what i mean so it's kind of um I, i've kind of run the entire gamut of what you know personal protection looks like in terms of like plate carriers all the way and every gamut of of or the full gamut of body armor mm-hmm. so not all of them are created equal there does seem to be quite a lot of differences. Oh, yep, 100%. Yep. What about, you know, the why, like you said, you're kind of in a, in a different spot in your life right now, and I feel like a lot of people are in that spot. Like, what are, for a person like me, just regular person, uh, but also, you know, family, you know, family guy, not the TV show, just, you know, regular family guy description. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know... I definitely see these things as something that like I'm interested in. I haven't taken the step. I want to know more about it. Uh, you know, I mean, I think hopefully uh, the listeners are going to learn more about plate carriers today. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to learn more about plate carriers today. But like, I guess like, what would be some motivations for me to be like, yep, I need to take that step. Yeah, yeah. And if you are the more casual observer, you're like, am I going to look like a larper? Mm-hmm. You know, is it like, or is it stupid? I mean, admittedly, right. there's some people out there who are like, oh, no, it's not stupid. You absolutely need this kind of, you know, whatever. But I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, they kind of just more like they like to listen, like to observe, keep to themselves. They're thinking about all this stuff. Um, and they're like, man, is that really how far I need to go? Right. And then there are the other people that are, you know, critics of it that are like, dude, quit playing dress up. Yeah. Right. You know? 100%. So 
my first reason I would throw out there is because you can't. You know what I mean? Like because yes. you're if, because you are an American citizen, you have the means to do so. If it's if it's available, get it. And you and if you want it, get it. Just because you can't. That's that's that. It doesn't for me. It doesn't get any any simpler than that. That's good enough for mm-hmm. me. Like mm-hmm. send it, dude. Like you know, get in some stuff and and get, and get to know it intimately. You know what I mean? Um, the next reason is a little more personal for me. And whereas maybe others that came from the background uh, that I came from, I, I tend to see things a little differently. Um, I deployed to countries where I saw firsthand where a whether it was local or not, but a populace of people, of armed, tr- somewhat trained and equipped people, picked on and preyed on their own seemingly kind of people who weren't armed and didn't have the the stuff that you see here you know what i mean or the knowledge or or just the ability to protect themselves so for me uh it it was really frustrating because yes we were there to kind of fight their fight right and um like i i just wish that they had the, the, the ability to do something about it you know what i mean instead of just just kind of handing things over to the to the army or to whatever to hopefully you know be able to fight that fight but man it, it would have been really cool if like the local populace would have, would have been able to take up arms and, and and defend themselves and maybe take the fight back uh to these groups you know al-qaeda your isis you know your your taliban and whatnot like um man they they really did did a good job of, of picking on people who who just didn't have the means or ability to protect themselves so i would say um as americans like we should look to to be prepared to prevent that kind of that that level of tyranny, whatever context that you apply to it, like that's that's my other why. You know what I mean? Because I've seen I've seen the uh, the downfalls of not being prepared, and mm-hmm. and and how how much that sucks. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean that's definitely a unique firsthand yeah. perspective gained through experience, where like you've seen it. Like you saw, you saw it happen, and 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 maybe it's like you know some of its its worst forms, right? Yeah. And he, I'd say like, hopefully, fingers crossed. Like you never you never are put in a situation where you need something like this, right? Right. But also like, are you gonna be like super bummed that um, I or I don't think you're ever gonna be super bummed that you were prepared, right? Hundred percent, right? Like. I think you might like, be. Oh bummed. boy, I w- really wish I didn't have this have, armor you know. just laying around. Right. Like I hope. Like yeah. if I got something like this, I'd be like, well, I hope I get uh, proven wrong that I never needed it. Right. right. The North Koreans never parachuted into my backyard. Yeah. Gee, <laughs> man, I had all this yeah. crap. And I think it's it's the fact that as as Americans that we take advantage of purchasing this type of stuff that prevents in many ways a lot of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, dude, just. Go out there and get it. You know what I mean, like I've I've never looked down on someone for, you know, larping or doing any of that crap. Like like if it's your money, um, but I will say that's caveated with like if you're gonna get it, you ha- you, you got to make sure that you're intimately familiar with it, you train with it, you're prepared to throw it on as quickly and efficiently as possible, and that you just don't hang a bunch of stuff on the front because there's there's uh, real estate to do so. Like you got to make sure you got you can get to all your stuff. Like that's one thing I I learned pretty uh, early on. So again, just to kind of review, like because you can and because it sucks to be um, taken advantage of. Yeah. 
Yeah, and can I even throw one other thing out there? Now, I'm not a guru when it comes to uh, plate carriers and armor and all that stuff, but I, I know that I, I hang out in sort of other, uh, I guess you could call it a hobby. It's not really, you know, but whatever. I I do other things that I do know more about. And one thing I see oftentimes is, and this is just almost like a PSA, if you will, people get gear like this or they get gear like, you know, okay, I'll say car parts and stuff. That's obviously what I was alluding to. I thought you were actually going to start talking about welding your own I, plates. No, yeah. well, was... no, I don't, I don't think I want to weld my own plates. I don't think that'd be very structured. <laughs> so. um, but, uh, but a lot of times people get into this sort of thing and uh, it instantly becomes like a competition, A, of like who has the best thing. And I think what we'll get into, there's so many different types of plate carriers on the table right now. There's so many different shapes, sizes of people, applications, all this stuff. So to act like you ever have, you know, the one right answer to all things, I think is is incorrect. Um, but I think people have to be really honest with themselves too and their gear. So you're talking about, you know, hey, you need to really train with this stuff if you get it, actually know how to use it. I think another element of that to add on top of that is be honest with yourself. You might, on occasion, if you're amassing this type of stuff, and hopefully you can get some information like we're going to talk about from experts here like uh, Chris, you might sometimes get something that's not the best thing ever. You wish you didn't get it, you know, whatever. I think you got to be honest with yourself in that regard. That comes from training with it. To at times be able to say like, yeah, I got this thing. I did all the research. I tried to get the best thing ever, and it's it's not any good. So I, you might have to go out and get something different or or change the way... The worst is basically, you know, when you have people who get something and either they don't use it at all and they tout it as the best thing ever, or they do use it and it's really not that great, but they're kind of embarrassed that they got it, and so they still try to defend it like it's the best thing ever. Like, again, it's not a competition. I think that especially when we're talking about stuff like this, you know, with the preparedness um, mindset and all that, it's why make it a competition? Like, if it yeah. if it works for you, it works for you. If you actually know how to use it and you can use it effectively, then that's great. Yeah, exactly. It it. it like the price tag that's a relative kind of idea it doesn't really matter um it just has to work for you and you got to be good at using it mm -hmm. and the first time that you need it for real can't be the first time you don it like yeah you have to like sweat in it you have to move you have to be uncomfortable in it because yeah i'm always it's the I'm, only way to figure that, I'm yeah, always, that little uh, stuff out i'm always reminded of going on that coos deer hunt mark and and I had never hunted Cooster before in my life. I show up with a set of Razor UHD 12 by 50s and just mm -hmm. think that I'm going to just be spotting Coos deer like I've got x-ray vision. And the guy sitting right next to me with a set of Crossfire 12 by 50s was spotting Coos deer circles around me. <laughs> and it's because I'd never done it before. So in, there, right. in that case, I'd never been able to practice before. I thought a price tag would uh, would help me out. It didn't. So, that, you know, it's just proof. Well, I, I mean... Great analogy. I, I mean, can't believe I brought up a hunting... I, I can't believe Mark. it either. But now you so proud. Now. you're gonna make me do it. I know we're talking, you okay. know, tactical Sorry, here today, Chris, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> what what happened? Just you know, just go go for it. Well, I, I, say, I did it first. I just came off. If Mark brings up a car comparison, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ups, yeah, yeah. Cats are chasing dogs. Um, <laughs> no, but I just came off a recent hunt. Had a couple of new items that I'd never tried before, right? And thought they were gonna be like. Um, I'm going to love it. And I ended up, like, I was, like, shocked. But I was like, oh, no. Like, I don't like this because of X, Y, Z. But I never, you just, you weren't going to figure that out without just, like, actually using it. Um, and it sucks. it sucks to find it out. 
then you know what I mean but um it does but then you got to be honest with yourself but then that's the way that's that's, that's the, the way, way things the, shake out the cookie crumbles so what about um I mean you've got like four five different styles here uh maybe just four no maybe five uh I don't know we'll find out uh tune in at minute 45 when we actually find out if Mark can count to 10 um <laughs> What's some basic terminology? Because like I feel like there's some yeah. commonality here, um, but also there's some differences and styles. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to describe this for those who are listening. So um, if you are listening, we'll try to give you some idea of the vocab we're gonna be using. Um, do they all have kind of the same aspects of their construction? It's just different shapes and cuts and things. Yes. Yeah. So one of the the most glaring commonalities that I'm looking at now is that they these three at least all have a cummerbund. So a cummerbund is basically, uh, for the most part, a part that connects to the back panel of the armor, the, the carrier itself. And either, like on this one, I kind of threaded, this is something I, I sewed together, by the way. Look at you. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, or it actually slips through a, a kind of pocket-like structure like mm-hmm. this, Right, so where all that kind of tucks in, and that cummerbund actually fits around your waist. So you can imagine how low it has to be on the actual body of the plate carrier itself. Right. So it right. connects the front to the back, and right. it, it keeps everything uh, keeps everything nice and tight. Yep. Right. Now this cummerbund, now now just the cummerbund comes in a a, a, a bunch of different kind of uh, styles, right? Uh, this very early scalable plate carrier uh, that the Marine Corps used to issue has an inner elastic cummerbund. Okay. Right? That kind of attaches first, and then you get the the panel that comes down, and then these hook panels kind of tie into the, the, front the loop. Of the plate carrier. Right? And then you get another layer. Of, of security and that kind of all kind of gets held together just like that. Okay. All right. Um, this is the only plate carrier that I have that has that inner elastic um, cummerbund. Right. The rest of them don't have that, so it, it it's just a matter of just marrying up a uh, an inner flap with the cummerbund, and then that all gets secured by the outer kind of edge or the the, the outer surface of the plate carrier itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- so all of these have some style of cummerbund. It's um, kind of like wrapping yourself into a burrito. Basically, yeah. Now, you, you, you. Uh, we're going to talk of armor. <laughs> yeah, yes. we're we're going to talk about this a little bit. But that's uh, that cummerbund actually plays a big role into the wearability and the comfort of the plate carrier. Like you have to make sure that um, you're paying attention to the to the like sizing chart and uh, seeing how much adjustability you have in a specific setup because the last thing you want to do is like uh, get a get a setup that just you cannot make work for your body type right, right. yeah um, now there are there are a lot of companies out there that will let you get like say a medium sized uh, play carrier and that that medium size usually relates directly to just the overall size of the carrier itself not to the cummerbund mm-hmm. like you can buy a separate cummerbund that's another size and then you can kind of customize it to yourself so Th- that's cummerbunds. One uh, kind of uh, a, a, a down and dirty kind of talk on cummerbunds. The other commonality that I, that I have on on some of these is the shoulder straps, right? 
So you see like this shoulder strap is kind of built in, right? So it's kind of all one piece with the exception of the front and that kind of detaches. Um, the idea there is that I can clip out of it and, and get out of it should, you know, the vessel I'm in uh, find its way into the, the bottom of the ocean. I can, I can kind of ditch out of that thing pretty quickly. Um, whereas other setups have the same thing, but it's a little more complicated to get out of. Um, and sometimes like shoulder straps will, will hide and kind of keep the overall assembly kind of get together. Right. So whereas this one, I would probably have to work a little harder to get out of this guy. I just open those straps up, hit, hit the clip and I'm out of it. Right. Mm. So it's, 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 uh, this was another product, uh, made by Eagle that the Marine Corps started issuing as well. And it's one of the main reasons why they liked it. It was really easy to ditch underwater. Right. So the shoulder straps uh, come in, in many different shapes and sizes and styles. Um, this guy is more uh, less less user friendly in terms of uh, how quickly I can get get out of it. Um, but if I, I built this one uh, because I was going to SWAT school in Dane County when I when I started working here, and uh, like not a lot of concern about being around water, so right. <laughs> um, I, I built this guy. It's the capital of Wisconsin's on an isthmus, Chris. I know, I know. I should probably should have taken one of these guys, but never know. This guy, this guy's been. Really oh, that good for me. that water's so contaminated, yep. you might just float. Yep. So you have, <laughs> so you've got cummerbunds, you got shoulder straps, and then the the the, the most important parts uh, are the actual bags or the or the carrier themselves, right? Um, a lot of manufacturers and a, a lot of people out there that are making these systems will offer like a front bag or a front flap. And that's just the, that, exactly what that is, the, the, the part of the plate carrier that covers the front of your body. And then they'll have a corresponding back flap. And that's just what goes on the back. And I've even seen uh, some systems that don't even offer like a, a really built up cummerbund like this. It's just like a strap that kind of clips together. And so it's, you just have basically a front bag, a, a back bag, some form of shoulder strap, and then just a really basic cummerbund that just allows the the plate carrier not to flop all over the place, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so that that's a really simplistic kind of setup. Uh, these are a little more involved with the with the cummerbunds that actually have like attachment points on some of these. Um, yeah, all of these are the same, but then there are cummerbunds that are just slick. Right, that just are li literally there just to make sure that it's not moving all over the place on you, just kind of hugging you and keeping everything in place. Yeah, and and will only will likely only have real estate to attach things on the front and on the back. Okay. Um, there are other styles of, of elastic cummerbund that also have little pockets where you can put radios and all sorts of other stuff. So there, there, the, the 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 stuff that's out there now is 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 pretty. Um, utilitarian and offers offers people a lot of adjustability and customize customability custom ability customizability customizability i think that right. yeah um there are a lot of options out there so you can really tailor these things to to yourself and your needs i mean it right yeah it really is one of those things where it's like what are you going to use it for right exactly was uh let me ask you this was the fact that you can store things like Rifle, pistol magazines, tourniquets, you know, all the other stuff on these uh, chest rigs. Was that just sort of something that uh, is kind of an ancillary benefit? You're like, well, I got all this gear on, I might as well stick stuff to it. Or is that actually a major reason why you maybe like to wear uh, a, a chest rig? Um, 
do you enjoy having all that storage right here? Is that a really convenient place to get to things like magazines and stuff? Um, so, I'm curious. Uh, so I'll say this. I, I know this is this is a plate carrier talk, but uh, like these systems were all predicated on the fact that I had some sort of belt available to me as well, right? Okay. With with the exception like a battle belt, right? Kind of thing. With the exception of this guy, right here. Um, I built this plate carrier uh, during my sniping days on the police department, and so I have pistol, rifle. I used to have medical. I used to have my a radio pouch. So this was all built so that if I was ever undercover or providing eyes on ahead of an assault force, that this was under. I I can't say what type of vehicle it was, but in the vehicle, in in the less than obvious vehicle that I was in, um, this was under one of the seats. And I can just grab that and throw it over whatever getup I was in, and it, it was clearly marked, had a badge, had, and, and I can just throw that on, and it was independent of any. Because I, I, in a situation like that, I would never have a, the opportunity to put on my 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 police belt or anything like that, or a duty belt or whatever. Oh, so got this it. was yeah, yeah, this yeah. had to be like the 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 solution. Grab and go. Grab and go, like soft armor, hard armor. Ammo, medical, if I need it, grab, throw it on. I'm a cop. Don't shoot me, and I'm and I'm going to support the uh, the assault force. Whereas other setups like this guy is a little more simple, right? I just have the three rifle mags across the front. I have medical kind of in this what what's called a dangler pouch. This is a, a feral concepts uh, uh, kind of uh, pouch here, um, and then I've got a tourniquet on that, and in here I've got a bunch of medical, but I don't have any pistol. Okay. Right, because it's predicated on the fact that I have my pistol mags and at least one rifle mag on my on my battle belt with my holster and more medical on the back. So this is kind of a uh, a complementary uh, plate carrier that I built for for that set of circumstances. Yeah. Right. Um, and and that's why you see the no attachments on the right side because I don't want anything kind of getting in the way of me drawing my handgun. Got That's it. right. Yeah. Whereas this guy, I went all out. Like I put stuff everywhere. Like my right, my radio pouch used to sit here. I used to have a med pouch. Were you like concealed carrying your pistol in that case? Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Like I was either appendix or three o'clock, just depending. And there's there's times where like I I was in a non permissive environment undercover. I, I could I like absolutely could not carry anything. Like it was just kind of I was just depending on on the other guy in the van, just kind of having my back. Um. But yeah, so this is this was my grab and go different set of uh, you know contexts and circumstances. This one because it's so tall, right, gave me a lot of real estate. Maybe didn't lend itself to a belt, so I had to really, and that's why you see pouches everywhere. Like um, I've I've since taken a lot of those uh, old issued um, Marine Corps pouches off of this thing, but I, I man, I used to load this thing down. I used to have forty millimeter grenades on there, medical. On the back, I used to have a, a water uh, bladder on the back, just mm -hmm. all sorts oh, of wow, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so these three really are unique in the fact that, like, I mean, what you see is basically a professional kind of evolution in how I built and, and carried um, armor on my body. They can kind of turn into a pickup truck bed. A hundred percent. Your body. Yes. Yep. 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 Which I could see being great, but then also, like, depending on again, like what you are likely to need 100%. like it's easy and i've done it before in certain scenarios where like well i could need any of these things right mm -hmm. um but like paring it down to where it's like practical at the same time yep you know and, and if you're going to be wearing it if you think like you like would be wearing it for 15 minutes maybe you don't need the water bladder right right well yeah and what 
I guess somebody has to ask themselves if they're thinking about getting body armor. Like, what do they want the body armor for? Right. Like, do I want this as part of my home defense kit where I'm going to wake up and, like, I'll be in some, like, shorts and no shirt and I want to, like, throw something on quick and run to my kid's room? Or do I want to actually have this for, and if you have it for this reason, again, you can, so go for it. Do I want to have it for when there's North Koreans landing in in my backyard parachuting in? You know what I mean? Like, in which case, then, am I going to have, like, some room that I go into where I turn into, like, Captain America for five, ten minutes? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, you got to figure that out. Yeah, some of the biggest elements I ask myself when when preparing to set up a plate carrier is uh, how long am I going to have this thing on, and what supporting pieces of kit are am I going to be wearing with this with this body armor? If, if if I had a belt, if I had a pack, then I try to keep things pretty slick. That that because that, that that led me to believe like I would be inserted somewhere. We would move on on foot, and we would get to a place where I had access to the rest of the stuff I was carrying on my back. Gotcha. So. Um, Whereas if like when I was an entry guy, like, I mean, I had breaching equipment, extra bangs on my back. I had, I mean, it was, it was just like, I, we, we went heavy because we were only there for a little bit and then we would load up and, you know, pick up water bottles from the van and just, and that's what we would drink. I, I, I really didn't have a big need to have a bunch of hydration sources on my person. Right. Yeah. But then like enter something like this where I had the bladder and I had like a little knowledge pouch like I would I yeah, went heavy heavier desert. right exactly so it just it like time and, and context definitely uh, came into play when when I was making my decisions as to what I was gonna hook on onto my plate carriers mm-hmm. for sure what about I mean we're talking about plate carriers and even in that one over there you were talking about like I think a combination of soft and yeah. hard armor but there's more than one type of plate as well. Right. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. I've o- I've I don't have much experience with like steel and some of the other th- things that are out there. I've only stuck to ceramic. Okay. Um because I've seen firsthand how like a ceramic plate is really good at um, getting hit once and not like changing shape, not uh, losing a lot of his of its integrity and taking hits in other places. Um, so I've, I've always been a big fan and now I, I need to predicate that I've never been shot before in plates. So, um, I can't speak to like the integrity of, of one versus the other. I just know that, um, the dampening effect and, and, and the rapid loss of energy in a ceramic plate is something that I, that, that, that attracted me over like a steel plate. Okay. Right? Um, and also, uh, we were dealing with, with threats that, oftentimes came from like the ground up so it wasn't really a lot of penetrating trauma this way like bullets okay. right the the ied threat was there right and like uh, you know I, I i never corroborated this for myself but like a steel plate would generally like direct stuff up whereas like a ceramic plate was really good at dampening okay and and, and not directing a lot of stuff up or upwards so um those are just all considerations um, hmm. that, that we kind of, t- that I personally took into, to account. And plus like we were always issued ceramic plates, so they were always kind of just around. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, uh, and, and I'm going to throw some, some other terminology, terminology, terminologies out there. Uh, we started with sappy plates, which is like a, like a good level three. And we'll talk about the different levels and everything. Um, but it was a really good plate, really good plate. And then enter like something like an e-sappy, which is, Gosh, pound for pound, like a pound and a half, two pounds per plate heavier 
than its predecessor, the Sappy plate. And, and of course, these are all like relative uh, Marine Corps terms, but there was much heavier plate, right? Able to, to, to withstand more direct impacts, more repeated impacts. And so those were just kind of around and they, they, and they were here to stay. So all the armor that I, I kind of invested in, I had to make sure like it was cut and specific to that plate, right? So it doesn't matter what plate or what, what style of plate you go with, you know, ceramic, metal, you know, whatever's that, whatever, whatever's out, out there. I think there's even like, uh, you had mentioned a couple that those are the main two that I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just am familiar with it. It seems like you can get like a metal plate, a ceramic plate or soft armor. And yeah. It, yep. And it, it, there's, maybe there's more. I don't know. Yeah. You have to make so. sure you got to make sure that whatever you invest in fits your style of plate, your thickness of plate, your cut of plate. You know, that's that's another consideration. Um, you mean like of the carrier? Of the itself? carrier, yeah. Okay, they have yeah. to they have to jive together, or yeah. you're going to be pretty frustrated. Is yeah. a person like so? I mean, here's a question: Do they generally like come like if I was be like, oh yeah, I want to, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. Like, does it come with, or like it's always like it's generally separate, or there's like a recommended one for it? So very good questions. Uh, for example, this guy here has soft armor that it came with. This is the this is the marine right. type one. This is that that scalable plate carrier, right? So this came with level, I want to say three at the time, armor. Okay. Right. Now what is the soft armor going to do? So that is that good for like pistol rounds or something? Well, it depends, right? Because even the soft armor, so the the levels of protection aren't specific to the material of the armor, whether it's metal. It's just a it's it, 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 it almost doesn't matter uh what the the armor's made of it's okay. what it can stop yeah right? okay makes sense. so so obviously like soft armor comes in different uh thicknesses different materials they're all designed to to stop different things depending on where they where they test right the the nij or the national institute of justice does all these tests and they're the ones that kind of slap the rating on a particular product right um so when the Marine Corps started fielding these guys and they came with the soft armor, they determined that this was level three, level three, whatever it was at the time. So this, this particular carrier um, has both soft armor, but it also has the, and I'm opening this up guys, what you're hearing there. Um, uh, so I'm looking at the front flap of the plate carrier itself and it has a bag for a, a plate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And so because these were uh, Marine Corps specific, I know that these would fit my ESAPIs like easily. Right. And so a lot of these guys also have an inner and then we can, we actually have access to the soft armor in there. You can see what that looks like. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. So if you oh, needed wow. to, you can take it out. You can like go over it. I, I was a really sweaty dude. So like if I didn't do this or air this thing out, it would, it would turn into either a science experiment or like the smell of death would be following me everywhere I went. So I, I, I would have to like take my soft body armor out and just like wipe it really quick with a, with a damp uh, towel. And then, and then it was, it was good enough and maybe spray it over some, with some Febreze or something. But usually when you open up a, uh, one of the bags, whether it's the rear bag or the front bag, you, you'll, you'll have access to whatever soft armor um, you may or may not have with the plate carrier. And you'll also have a, a plate bag inside and oftentimes that plate bag will also have a manner of keeping it in place so in here 
guys, what I'm looking at is an inner compartment inside of that flap where you stick the plate in, and then you have this hook and loop that kind of closes so that there's no way that that plate can like just fall out of the bottom. Yeah. So um, it's all pretty, pretty secure in there. It's a little reminiscent, Mark, of, you know, some of the hunting packs you see. God, what is wrong with me today? Um, <laughs> Jim, but is that you? To, trying to, dis- yeah, to distribute the weight properly, keep it from all, like, sagging down yep. and, yep. you know, just getting all just crappy. Just keeping stuff now, where it's supposed to be. Yeah, the only thing I will say is that this is a pretty feature-rich plate carrier, mm-hmm. right? But, man, even, like, in, like, a thick camouflage top, Right, like you would feel like over time, you would feel all of this like digging into your body. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on here on the backside. That's yeah, gonna get uncomfortable. Yeah, that so that's another thing, man. Like, yeah, you you, you can get into a super feature rich uh, plate carrier. And guys, what I'm talking about here is just that that flap that kind of holds the plates into the front bag. But yeah, you over time and over like a, a movement of like five five clicks or what a click being a thousand meters, it it would become pretty pretty uh pretty sucky there pretty fast Mm. um another part where i I felt a lot of friction not just like on on the front on the inside edges of the bags but the shoulder straps if you if you get a plate carrier that um like had less than ideal shoulder straps you're gonna find that out pretty quickly as well like yeah especially under load it, it it gets pretty uncomfortable like this these are actually pretty decent this one is this is one of my favorite shoulder strap systems because it's just nice and clean oh on yeah the inside right whereas you get this guy and it has like like what? the possibility for these straps between your shoulder and and the material it, and it, they're just right on the top right yeah, you got the bony yeah. part of your yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm actually surprised i haven't cut those off yet yeah well and then i'm thinking too like okay this is like it's it looks you know or has i guess you know parallels to like a backpack shoulder strap right right, like right lots of padding but like what if you're wearing i'd assume at times you might be wearing a backpack too yeah and that and and, and that's so that now comes you got double double strappage double strappage yeah yeah, yeah. no that, that how does that work yeah well, so uh this is a perfect example uh because this is actually a, a a plate carrier that i would infill with and also have my my sniper pack on like and, and by sniper pack i mean i meant like i was I had a uh, my duty AR or my Mark 18 kind of slung, mm-hmm. and then I was carrying my bolt gun and pack on my back, and ammo and some water to be you know to be in position for you know a day or two. So um, it was really important to me that the shoulder straps were were spot on, or I was going to be unhappy. Right? Yeah, quick. So yeah, very quick. So um, here I'll I'll kind of open this one up for you guys. So guys, what I'm doing here is I'm opening the front flap of this Eagle plate carrier. All right, so this one did have a couple enclosures on the front, right? But this was just for a a pouch that used to sit up here and kind of um, hang uh, below. I never used that personally because I, I just felt it got in my way and I can and I just stored medical in other places. Um, but this is what the, the, the inside edge of that, or the inside face of that plate carrier looks like and you can see where even like my sweat and my body kind of wore off the the label here (laughs) um but anyway so but these shoulder straps like i said really smooth really comfortable nice nice uh nice padding um and also i should say that what i did with this plate carrier is that i actually installed some old armor not old armor but um so when you when I got on on, on the SWAT team, um, I, I was allowed to I, I kept my patrol um, 
uh, vest, and every couple of years you get a new one, right? So I just took some some of that armor and I put it in here and uh, kind of bolstered the protection. Okay. Right? So then, in addition to that, I, I of course had some hard plates in here, and so that's that's kind of what all that looks like. But I mean, you can see it's actually pretty slick, right? This yeah. padding actually felt pretty good on my lower back, and it kind of uh, actually helped me with with uh, um, carrying the load. But pretty simple design. Um, it was actually pretty comfortable, like I said, with the pack on and the shoulder straps would just sit on top of each other. I, I rarely ever, uh, there, I, um, on my pack, there was a meat, there was a way to kind of tie into these, but I never did that because I just like the ability to just put it down whenever I got in position yeah. and just be not, com not uncomfortable. So you mentioned when you're looking for plates, you know, the hard plates and stuff, you got to make sure that you're getting the right, the right cut of plate. If you right. will, if that's the right terminology, the right shape and size yep. of the plate, uh, like this, this vest here, the, the, what'd you call it? The scalable, the scalable pick, the SPC. Plate carrier, yep. Yeah. So, uh, this looks like it would take a larger plate, larger, than, taller plate, larger, right. taller plate than the one that you were just describing here, the Eagle, uh, plate carrier, yep. because this is a little bit more narrower when it comes up to uh, like your upper chest. It looks like this one's just shaped almost like a full-on large rectangle, whereas that right. one has a little bit more like contouring, which I imagine is is more comfortable for you when you're trying to bring your arms around the front or yep. be a little bit more mobile with your arms and stuff. Um, but are you sacrificing a lot when you go to something like this with the with the plate shape, or um, is that just kind of advancements that we found where you know, hey, actually we can give the user a little bit more flexibility and yeah i would say my my, my first kind of uh exposure to war right uh it was all about like just not it, it, it was like accepting that you were going to be shot right and you needed as much protection as possible right mm -hmm. which which is why like uh this plate carrier i believe and, and another version of it used to have the nickname the hesco Right, because it was just as big as a Hesco barrier, right, okay. and, and just people wanted as, as much protection as possible. So, this was really good at that, but you lost a lot of mobility, right, yeah. especially kind of up here um, in in the shoulders. Where enter something like this, which is specifically cut w with uh, with the shooter in mind, and this is this is something that that came to be known as the shooter's cut or a swimmer's cut, uh, gave you a lot of mobility. Um, especially in and around the shoulders and, 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 and your joints up here. But yes, did you lose a little real estate? Like with this, like uh, two by three inch kind of section that is, that's no longer protected. Sure. But the only thing, I mean, you got to think that what, what, what's really here, right. For some of us, it's maybe like some peck meat. Yeah. Right? Mostly just meat. Right. So it's, 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 um, it's kind of one of those give and takes. Right, whereas you're losing about two, three inches of real estate in protection, like you're gaining a lot of mobility, um, and like the more, every time we went back over there, like like we valued mobility more over the, just like sitting and, and staying and fighting. Like our, you know, we were we, we in Iraq and in Afghanistan, we operated in small teams, so mobility was like our best friend. Like our having the ability to like pick up and go, throw something on like this, and and, and get out of dodge was was something that we valued. I imagine that probably happens. I think it happens in almost anything that involves gear carrying. People usually start out with too much, and then they find that it really kind of gets boring or annoying or dangerous or whatever yep. being a really tough sitting duck. Yep. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll sacrifice some of that, uh, some of that 
preparedness or toughness or something like that just so that I can move quickly yep. uh, or move a, a lot more. Um, that is funny how that works. Yeah. Yep. Just, I, I, um, I, I heard the, uh, the term being thrown around early on when, uh, in my professional careers, like, you know, ounces equal to equal pounds. I never really bought into that. I, I like, I always thought I always erred on just carrying what I needed or, or what I felt I needed. So I really, I wasn't the guy who was measuring things or weighing things. Like I was going to carry what I, what I felt like I needed, um, to get the job done. And then, um, that of course, you know, I, then I hit my thirties and it's like, Oh wow, this, this stuff does is starting to add up. And, and like, <laughs> you're, you're a little more judicious about what you carry on your back and, and what you can get away with. Yeah. I should so. figure out how to need less. Yeah. Well, just, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I would assume through that experience, you're like, okay, I've carried this 10 times. Mm-hmm. I haven't used it 10 times. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's you a, know, that's a great yeah. way to think about it. Yeah. You know, but you're only, again, it goes back to using it mm-hmm. and that's the only way you're going to figure that right. out. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about plate carriers, right? And we, and we were talking a little bit about you know the materials that those plates can come in. But you're and we're talking about weight a little bit here. Like, are the ceramic plates maybe other than soft armor the lightest weight? Yeah. I, so between those three, I put them in the middle, right? Steel almost inherently is is pretty heavy. But I mean, even then, like if so, this is relatively an empty plate carrier. Mm-hmm. And I'll hand this over to, to Jimmy, but you can see, man, those those e sappies in there are pretty are yeah. pretty heavy. I mean, the some only heft. the only thing oh, that yeah. that that plate carrier has is some medical equipment and some pouches. Other than that, it's I mean, I, I don't, don't even see, have the load yeah, there's mags not, in. There's nope. not even mags in nope. there. Yeah. Nope. Nope. So yeah, that it, adds it gets, up. It, it it adds up, especially you know because I because I I, I had those e sappies kind of laying around. I just I threw them in this one. Now now this one doesn't have any soft armor. Like this is all plate carrier. Gotcha. You know what I mean. Mm. So now, if I were to take the the soft stuff out of here and put it in, this is a London. Like I said, this is a London Bridge uh, plate carrier that I kind of built for SWAT school that I'm holding up here on my right. Um. Uh. So, yeah, I never got around to putting soft armor in there, but man, it's 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 hefty, right? Mm-hmm. Those ESAPs kind of add up. Um. But yeah, I would say to answer your question, I, I would put ceramics kind of there in the middle between the two. Yeah. Now we've we've alluded to the ratings, and I'm not going to hold you to because the ratings are actually there's a lot a lot going on in those mm-hmm. ratings. So I'm not going to hold you to memorizing all that and, and spitting it out. I'm sure it's easy stuff you can Google, but basically you do have different levels, um, and and this is another thing that I've seen a wide variety of theories on. You've got levels of 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 body armor and plates that, that seem to be able to stop all the way up to, you know, like seven, six, two rounds. I'm sure you could probably, if you just are willing to be a, a, a walking steel trap, you could stop anything, yeah. you know, but, um, that the, the more relatively available types, you can stop a lot or you can stop relatively kind of a smaller amount. Um, the expense goes up when you're stopping a lot bigger things. um, you know, and so I, it's kind of been when I've seen these different levels and I've been shopping around, you know, like what, what plates am I going to get? What carry am I going to get? Usually everyone's first inclination is to be like, I want to stop everything. But now I'm seeing people again and there, it, it's kind of this evolution maybe of people wanting to go lighter, faster, um, you know, not punish themselves so much with how they're carrying. They're now getting all the way to these, uh, what are they called? The special threat plates or something like yep. that that yep. are even just like these real small uh, kind of little things, just doing like almost the bare minimum, if you will, 
Like what what all is going on in there? What what do people have options and why would they for and why would they choose the different types? I think as as kind of technology kind of advances advances, um, I think that we're going to start seeing lighter and stronger stuff come out. Like back when when all this stuff was available, I mean, level four wasn't even on the table yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, now we're accomplishing level four, you know, at weights that we're only seeing at like three A. You know what I mean. Um, so just, and, and I, I just throw through that term out there, the A kind of designator is, is, um, it's kind of considered that like a half in the lesser direction. So like, if you ever hear like something like is level two, a, for example, it's actually one and a half, right? So not quite strong enough. Oh, to a is for almost. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Two almost. So like, <laughs> like here, for example, like something that's level three, a it's actually two and a half. Okay. Right. That's so it's it's very confusing. Right. It's not quite the level of like a full on level three kind of armor product, but it's close. And that's and that's that's what why things end up with an A designation. Also, shout out to Premier Body Armor. I I, I, I know those guys pretty well. They're from the Carolinas and that's where I printed off this this really quick guide. Um, it's actually one of the top Google uh uh, things that uh, that that come up uh, re- results that come up when you just type in protection levels. Oh, right? what all the, what all do they say? So, uh, like a level two A is only going to stop like nine mil and forty. Okay, right. Um, and and generally speaking, like an FMJ, you know what I mean. Um, and and, and again, a two a two A being like that one and a half level. Yeah. Right. Uh, a lot of companies won't even uh in, invest the time into manufacturing level one stuff because of how little and I mean it's just like your T shirt is probably level one you yeah know i mean i mean it's almost it's even like a yeah. like just a shell of one of these is probably level one like that thick cordura right. material yeah. yeah i mean like two way like sounds like BB. the bare minimum right. of like right why you 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 will you'll be hard pressed to find a company making anything less than a two way yeah i would mm-hmm. say yeah so then level two it's it's it, it, your gamut there is nine mils 357 magnum generally speaking right and then Again, going off my notes here, a level 3A, 357 SIG, all the way to 44 Magnum. Okay. Right? And then now, that's again, that's 2.5. Now, when you go into a level 3, that's when you start getting into some some of your rifle calibers. Right. Right? And then um, I I think there's level 3A products out there. And generally speaking, like manufacturers will, will kind of make their bread and butter uh, between like three A and now like level four, yeah, like th- that's where like they'll they'll spend the, the the majority of the kind of resources kind of developing product, right? Level three, it, it says that uh, outside of armor piercing rounds, like they should stop most rifle rounds, right? Now level four, now those are those are your penetrators, right? Like mm. your 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 rounds that are designed to to have a pen- like your M A five fives and stuff like that. That's that's what le- that level four is gonna is more designed for. It's, it's it's going to stop penetrating penetrating rounds. So, again, all this stuff is uh is available online. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, I, I I've even seen where some companies will advertise that um, like level that their level four will will stop, like. Thirty cal piercing rounds. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it's it's actually pretty impressive stuff. I even if it's like, stopping it, I don't want to get hit. Oh with it. yeah, I you know just don't <laughs> Can you imagine? You know? Yeah. Um, what is that special threat thing that I see? I, I think I'm using the right terminology. It's like this real. It's a, it's 
bare minimum almost in protective level, and it's cut very, very in that swimmer's cut, like you said. I mean, it seems like it's just trying to give you the absolute bare minimum, but some people are starting to kind of like that. Yeah, is that, I think, is that the right term that I'm using? Yeah, called, yeah. Like so, so a couple, co- a couple different companies make make some products that I've seen. I know that I, I had a a uh, special threat plate that was kind of, and I I won't go into specifics because it was very experimental at the time that I, I kind of got my hands on it. But uh, Premier had a product that was ceramic in weight, but it was a, a layering of of a bunch of different things that made it super super strong. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I believe it was a level three or a level four product. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're starting to be, because of it's, it's just overlapping material. You can shape it and cut it to anything. Mm. You know what I mean? So like mm. I, I have, I have special thread plates that I have like for like my kids' backpacks for like, um, a pen holder that's, that's, that has that stuff in there. Um, but it's a, it's a really good advanced advancement in technology. I think it's going to really help people kind of. Uh, get into uh, plates and armor that that really suit their mission, right? Yeah. So, like for me now, I'm not I'm not like kicking indoors, um, you know, that in, anyone can know of. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I I am like putting armor and plates into like backpacks and stuff, and so yeah. it's really really cool to kind of have mm-hmm. that available as well. Like the same companies making stuff for this are making backpacks and uh, backpack armor. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that's really cool. Do you think, uh, man, this is a difficult question I ask because it's it's it's, a, it's an it depends answer. Mm-hmm. I know it is. For the average person who's thinking about getting a plate carrier, for whatever sort of reason, I want to have some preparedness level. I don't have anybody that I think is going to be trying to storm my house anytime soon with all kinds of uh, you know small arms and things. But hey, you never know. Should they try and get? the maximum level of protection that they can afford? Uh, or is there kind of like, you know, because some of that stuff can get pretty pricey. Yeah. I was looking around, like the level four stuff. I it's mean, there's a, it starts to get, it's like more expensive, more expensive. Then you get to level four and it's like, whoa, yeah, that went yeah, way yeah. up. Um, is it like you should wait around and save up and save up and save up until you can get that maximum level of protection at the time? Or is it kind of like, no, you, I mean, you should be, if you can right now afford 3A or, you know, level 2 or something like that, that's okay. I would say I would dissuade anyone from looking at anything lower than 3A. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and then beyond that, if if you can put a couple, like a, another 100 or 150 bucks towards a 4, I'd probably do that as well mm-hmm. just uh, you know if if weight and if that's a, a deal breaker a breaker for you then just compare two products side by side you know three eight three to four and then just just make a decision you know whatever drives your decision making like just be confident in it like i i would just have a hard time investing personally in anything less than like a three product or a three mm-hmm. and also you might see um a plus designation out there. So like a three, a plus that plus isn't really recognized by NIJ. So it's not really being tested by the, the national Institute of justice. That's just something that that company did independently on their own. And they feel that their product is a higher level uh, at, at whatever designation they're putting it at. Mm, so okay. that's just something gotcha. else to keep in the back of your mind. I've seen that out there as well. Interesting. But, and, and you, touched on it there you know the weight like and and maybe 
you know, modern technologies and just stuff that we're developing makes it like less of a thing. But like, what would be like a three A versus like a level four plate? Like, what what would you like? How much more weight are you carrying, or so, is it weight and bulk? So uh, to give you an idea, the and I, 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 have, I of course can only speak to like the plates that I've kind of been around. Yeah, a sappy plate. The very first plates that I, I was ever issued were much thinner. I would say maybe half to three quarters of an inch um, in thickness, and had to have only weighed about two two and a half pounds. Oh, the Esappies, however, were almost a full inch thick, and they were much heavier. I, 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 I mean, you can see. I have sappies at home, but like if if you were to hold the two side by side, the e sappy would be exponentially heavier than that than that sappy. Um, now, because uh, of the timeline between when the e sappy dropped and like when like, like now modern level four uh, 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 plates are, are being produced, like a lot of those level fours are lighter than the sappies, like the regular sappies. Mm, you know wow. what I mean? Okay. So. Um, like I said, you know, it's, it's really, if you're looking at an armor product, like di- don't just dive in, just don't see like three and go up, add the cart, right? Like really dive into the, you know, the dimensions, um, relative to like what you're going to put it in, right? Um, dive, like look at that weight number and what, what that's coming up as. Um, and you'll be surprised like you, like even product to product in the same line will, will have varying weights you know, even, even by the, by the same manufacturer. So, um, it's almost like, uh, you know, when you shop for something on Amazon or something like that, like you get all the stats, like, just look at those things, you know what I mean? And, and, and make your decision based on like a a more informed kind of decision-making process. I mean, one thing that I like when I look at some of your kits that you have set up here is first um, off the color, right? Cause it's a superior color to any all. Any, any other tactical colors, right? The coyote. Chris is really right? into the whole FDE coyote yeah. brown so thing. It's just... Jot, I thought, so I thought, let's jot that down. I thought wolf gray was the new <laughs> okay. coyote. Okay. No? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No? Right it's not worth it. It's not... Orange isn't the new pink? <laughs> um, Jim, you have a plate carrier. I do, yeah. It's not coyote, though, so it's like... It's like... No, the, it's not. I mean, it doesn't... Well, what color is it? Not as effective. It's black, so it goes really great with my uh, blue Adidas track suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. Whose like, car it was the take? only color available. This is, you know, in these times, it's been. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. At times, it's been yeah. difficult to find yeah. stuff. I, I could only add black to cart, and I did. Hey, and I you, didn't know what was going to happen. I was getting ready do. for a full on. Uh, I was getting ready for a full on storming of my castle, and, and luckily you haven't. Needed it that's yet? Fair. But I'm not, yeah, I can, not running, I'm I can not say this. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to shame you. You're more prepared than I am. I probably shouldn't let the world know that. Now I'm. Now I have to get a carry. Now you do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we talked about you not having an AR for a real long time, and you're yeah. still here. So that's true. Now you have an AR, and you know, as far as anybody knows, you might be working on the suppressor thing, and then you're going to have a play carrier, and maybe this is all Boy, some sort of yeah. elaborate ruse oh maybe it is as to not like, get killed in the Mark's streets. just yeah. well, you know what he's doing he's just taking him on he wants that's to see yeah. he's doing yeah Come and you get are me. an enthusiast yeah. i like it I'm um but so here's where i was going i love backpacks sorry. jim yeah. and i love how yes, they carry your things and this is in my in my mind at least the way i perceive something it's like yes you've got the carrier you've got the protection if you need it but it's also keeping you organized 
I like that. You don't just have like willy nilly mags, or you're like trying to like uh, you know like oh, I'll put one in my back pocket, or I'll put one here, or I'll stuff like. You're the least organized person I know. I'm sorry. That's why I made the face. Unless I'm loading my backpack, then I take Is that great. Still? Is that then still? I take great care. Um, what? So what would you say would be like a baseline of things that a person would carry? with them like i see you got a med kit here you've talked about it multiple times is that like just like a no um exception like are you always going to have a med kit on your carrier i would have at least a tourniquet and maybe like something i can stick into a wound so like like gauze or you know some kind of hemostatic or something like that um absolute minimum Right now, you don't have to pack yours out like I do. Chris loves med stuff. Yeah. Well, and so. I was gonna say, but the, you might, like, let's say this was part of your. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't keep it in your truck all the time, or maybe you just have a med kit in your truck. But like, if you're trained mm-hmm. and you have those kind of capabilities, the empowerment that you have to help somebody, like you're more, I would think you're more likely to use this piece than this piece. A hundred percent on yeah. any given day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In fact, I mean, I think about how many times you roll up on car accidents or. You know, someone needs a Band-Aid or something like that, you know, or, or you encounter a mass bleed rather than, like, the need to, like, shoot a bullet at someone, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would I would definitely – I think medical, I, I, I put pretty high up there. Yeah. yeah. Now, Dude, and, people underestimate that so much. Oh, for I sure. Can't even, for sure. I can't even iterate it enough. For sure. Even when you're out in the middle of nowhere, like, you never – like, I drove by – I'm sorry, I'm totally derailing, but That's I fine. drove by this spot. I think we have a, nine, I a drove, new podcast topic. I drove by this spot. <laughs> It was, now this was a while ago, a long time ago. I'm driving by now. Unfortunately, I was next. I was on top of like a a, a big hill, and the hill was dropping off to my right. And you know, you're on the driver's side, the left side of the car. Although for me, sometimes that's the right. I'm on the left side of the car. I can't see down the hill, and I just kind of keep going through the traffic light. Go to the gas station, get ga- gas, come back at that same spot. There's all these now fire engines, ambulances, cop cars, all this stuff. Well, down the hill, and I could see it now because I'm coming up at a different angle. Down the hill, there was a Cadillac Escalade upside down, wheels up. I drove right by it. Now, granted, had I seen it, I'd have been able to jump out and maybe help, but you know, you have stuff on you. I yeah. didn't think that's a spot I'd never expect to see a car upside down. There's no re- like, it's not a fast speed. It's not anything. It's right. just crazy stuff. Okay, sorry. Nope, no. Nope. I tell that story. I've encountered bleeders a lot, man, and you just need to be ready to to stop bleeding more, more than anything. Yeah, for sure. So for, for uh, professionally, right, uh, uh, I always thought medical, uh, a means to communicate, right? Okay. So like a radio pouch or a, mean, or, or a way to carry a radio, whatever radio you were issued or that you've invested in personally, make sure that you can carry it and, and can wire it up and, 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 you know, have a push to talk and the ability to like listen, like, you know, route wires and do all that stuff like on your plate carrier is pretty nice. Um, so med, comms, and then ammo, right? Okay. How much of it are you going to carry? Um, man, on this thing, I would I would attach eight rifle magazines too, like insanely heavy, right? And then that that went to six, and then that quickly went to th- to three, um, especially when you know I started introducing complementary things like a belt, right? Like I took a lot of the weight off my my shoulders and kind of distributed um, on mm. my body a little more. Um, yeah, I think if, if you allow those three things to kind of, like, guide your decision-making process as, as far as what you're going to attach to your plate carrier, um, yeah, I think you, you, you'd be pretty successful. Yeah. Um, I, I keep my setups pretty simple because, um, like you, I, I, I feel like if whatever is not attached to my person, I can just throw in a pack and just grab and go. Right. 
Um, there are even there are even plate carriers that have integrated backpacks in them, where of course now the the, the only downside being that you have to take it off to get to that stuff or have one of your buddies get to it. But okay, mm. sure. You and know, also sure. you're married to that pack. Exactly. That's so, what yeah. I would like. You said you might want to ditch it for a little bit. Right. Right. You and know. I love modularity because somebody comes out with something new constantly. Right. And if you get that one thing, then somebody else comes out with a new pack, but you like the plate carrier, well, you're stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think you have one option here. That yeah, that one way over there. Doesn't have a plate. Like it's Any armor. Right yeah, here. okay. What's going on? Grab that one. There's yeah, so stuff, I have, uh, I have a couple carrier. other things. Yeah, this is just like a grab-and-go kind of setup. Um, this this is a, 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 a shout-out to my wife for hooking me up for Father's Day. With this feral setup, and uh, Nori, I love you. Uh, and this is a a bandolier that actually fits around your body and kind of hangs there like this. Oh wow! Hey, yeah. a, your mags are hanging out upside down. Yes, but you, it's act, it's actually really surprisingly really good retention on these things. So I believe it. It's got to be. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So something like this, like I just kind of keep kind of co-located with my with my rifle, um, kind of. In my area, does that hang up here, like yep. up high? So it just kind of hangs up. So if I were to put it on, it just hangs up like this, like yeah. that. And I and I can get, well, no, like this. Yes, like this. So it's a really ergonomic way to get to the magazine. This is from a company called uh, uh, IC13. Um, it's a it's a it's an invert. It's something that I, I ran uh, pretty often when I own when I when I was in North Carolina. I ran uh, and owned Spectrain. Um, I really like them because there is just a quick thing that you can run on. Um, now this is like no armor, right? Like so, oh, yeah. all this is 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 a means to carry bullets and medical, right? Because this is a pull-out medical kit. I've got a tourniquet on here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, if I had to grab uh, bullets and, and medical in, in a hurry, in a pinch, boom, I got, I've got that. Now this is just another way to do that. Um, but these little panels here are actually, um, like a lot of them actually do have the means to carry armor in them, like small little little panels in them. Oh. Um, and now, like like companies like Premier do make products where you can you can just insert a quick soft body armor here panel, and I've even seen like like small panels about this big that just are a little baby. that are three A and three level three protection plates that are like that big. In fact, um, this guy here has dedicated pockets for side plates. Oh, wild! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's basically just if you took like a regular. Or, or, or regular sappy plate and just shrunk it. Now it's now now it's like this size. It fits in a little pocket right here, just kind of protect your your sides. That general kind of same size will will fit in a lot of these style of carriers. I don't know. I haven't dove into this one uh, a, a whole lot, but in here I just have medical and uh, a little admin pouch. That for me, I, I use this when like when we're putting on night vision training. So like yeah. uh, I, I just have like chem lights and like like little tools. Like I'll keep my multitasker in here, just like stuff that I need. And I can get to pretty quickly. Uh, kind of, this is more like an admin setup, but yeah, it's great for like grab and go as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are options out there. Um, I haven't found an option to armor the invert yet, um, but I'm I'm sure some someone might be working on that. It's funny because I think to myself, you know, almost even a little bit like, why bother putting the armor in here if it's going to be like you know three inches by yep. five inches? But I suppose. If you look at, you know, I'm not all that big, but if you look at one's chest and the vital region of it, yeah, maybe 
Might be worth it. Not to a someone. whole lot bigger than that three inch by five inch rectangle. Right. And if you get hit somewhere else, that's at least you know, that's not a, that. That's a longer timer. Ain't good. Yep. Oh yeah. It's a longer timer than it would be if they hit you right here. Yeah. yeah so high high mobility, <laughs> little protection, maybe less mobility, all of the protection, right? Or, or some of these other plate carriers. So I mean, it's, it's like that, that's that game you have to play for your you know what what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. You know what I mean. I'll uh, I'll throw this one out there too. Um, you did mention like backpacks and stuff. You know, backpacks you can also get with armor that slides in. You know, obviously then it is a backpack at that point. You don't have anything maybe on your front, but that can come in handy for a, a number of reasons. Um, you could uh, we've we've discussed in a home defense scenario perhaps if you've got your family in a corner of a hard room or something like that then you know and you can you can put them in that corner and sort of they can use that as like a shield yeah. um you know that can be that's almost armor that you can just deploy in any right means because it can just slip right off your back right. and you can set it places or get behind it or something like that it's kind of interesting yeah i've got a couple of vertex bags that i'll bring in for demonstrations during home defense um also take a home defense class uh, anyway, um, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what I show. Is I show that you know those backpacks can be pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, think about like sending your kiddos to school and just telling them, "Hey, if something bad starts to happen, just go grab your backpack and put it over you." Okay, it doesn't have to be super hard, you know super heavy yeah. or anything like that, but just you know just a, a conversation about you know just just being better prepared in a situation where um, where something like that may happen. And and yeah, certainly I, I, I keep a I keep a pretty large vertex bag in my kids room and that has armor and it has a bunch of other stuff in it that I can just grab and say hey go go hang out in the corner and put this over you mm-hmm. and you know there if 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 the situation ever arose or if like we're out on a hike and something happens like we have the means to you know have some armor and it's right there on your back mm-hmm. um yeah maybe not so much for me but more like for like my wife and like here like use this and kind of keep it over you and the kids Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's a lot of different, op- a lot of cool thing, a lot of cool products out there, and a lot of a lot of these companies will sell it as like a package. So like if you're looking at, at a backpack for one of your kids or even for yourself, you can buy the 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 bag, and also like the very next thing is the panel or the the plate for that bag. So oh, gotcha. yeah, a lot it's it's very a lot of these websites the manufacturers are, are really user friendly to kind of pair things together with. That's, That's nice. cool. Yeah. That's Did all. we miss anything, Mark? Not that I'm aware of. Off your list? No. Your check, checked them all. Sweet. Checked them all. Nailed it. Hopefully we address some of the things that other people out there who are thinking about getting a plate carrier and some armor and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe you were wondering about these very things. Um, but you get to hear it from a guy who's worn an awful lot of it. Um, yeah. I got to wear mine more. Chris, like, let me ask you this. Now, there's a time to train with armor. And there's a time to train without armor. Would you say that's correct? Yeah. Like, because I know when we teach classes, like our carbine pipeline, our pistol pipeline, etc. Um, sometimes folks will show up with armor, and, and it's not like I'm not poking fun at them, not anything. Yeah. But you know, they do because they're like, "Well, this is a chance to do it." Um, I feel like you kind of have to, uh, you kind of have to, oh, what's the word? Isolate them in some regards because if you're always working with armor, then maybe you're always having to. Um, you're always having to maybe work around that armor and kind of fight with it. It can it can add a level of discomfort and complexity, right. and that might distract from just learning shooting. 
Yeah, and see, and and, and that's right. and that's what that's what it equates to for me. Like, yeah, there was a time where I was like, you know, everything I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be hard. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have my armor on. And I'm, you know, just oh, uh, you know, super super like alpha male kind of kind of mindset. But the more that I've had to like, especially in the last two years, and really injecting performance into my skill set, like I re- I've really had to like rethink a lot of things, right? So what what I recommend to people is like figure out how to do it right, and the it is like anything like drawing your handgun or reloading, figure mm-hmm. out how to do that right slick, right? Put the time in the reps in and then just put the armor on, right? And then it doesn't be, it, it isn't like starting from scratch all over again, two different processes, like first armor, then figuring out how to do it slick. Like you, you figure out how to do it slick and the, all you're doing with the armor is just figuring out how to work with it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why like cut and fitment is like a huge um deal for me right i i i need to be able to move in this stuff especially the way i'm i'm, I'm kind of like built and designed like I, I can't like i can't do certain things and they're gonna feed how i do i perform certain mechanics in in, in shooting right yeah. um but i yeah so I, I i'm gonna figure out how to do it right then i'm gonna figure out how to do it fast and then if you have this stuff figure out how to do it in armor mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then put the reps in 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 all three of those contexts and and and, and just be good at it you know what i mean I how mean, much do you how much do you find that you have to um sort of modify when you're wearing armor your 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 typical thing that you've learned slick so my thinking before used to be that i need to put my pouches my 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 magazines my stuff on my plate carrier because i have to get to it that's my my first line well, the more that I've kind of uh, run both, right, like a, a belt and a plate carrier together, I'm starting to realize, like, I, I, my belt stuff, right, can be kind of my emergency reloads and stuff like that, right? Um, understanding that I can ditch this, but that belt's probably going to have to come with me. Mm-hmm. So I still need to be able to train to get to these things without exhausting everything on my belt, yeah. right? So um, a lot of people will slap these pouches on here and not have – uh, any awareness of like how my hand has to move to retrieve certain things oh, yeah, at certain yeah, yeah, angles. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, you can certainly like find your uniformity, make it aesthetically pleasing. Um, but man, it, it's gotta, it, you gotta be able to get to your stuff. It's gotta work. Yeah. It's gotta work for you. Do you, uh, do you find it all that you learn and you train with no armor on shooting a pistol, for example, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm shooting a pistol the right way. Like I'm doing well. This is this is how I want to be shooting a pistol. And then you put the armor on, and you're like, I can't do that anymore. Or is it usually once you find the right way to shoot that when you put the armor on, is it pretty natural that it, it that it integrates? Obviously, you're a little uncomfortable. You might have to do a few things. But are you ever like, oh shoot, the way that I was firing a AR-15 before, I can't do anymore because now I've got armor on. Yeah, I would say maybe that's extreme. I don't know. I would say my observations have been that once I figure out how to shoot well and whatever rifle, pistol, um, even long range, um, all I all I'm having to do with armor is just maybe figure out how to get to a magazine or figure out that maybe I need to shorten the stock on my rifle by a notch. Hmm. Everything else is the same. Okay. Right. With the exception of, 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 again, like if, if you're in an institution that preaches like, you know, locking your elbows out, if you have shoulder protection and ma- uh, a maximized like kind of uh, footprint for your plate carrier or your, your, your armor, it, it might it might drive how you learn how to p- 
perform even the simplest tasks of like even just drawing your gun and presenting it on target. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I find that it's just best just dude, just just learn how to shoot accurately, learn how to shoot accurately fast, learn how to do it right, mechanically speaking. Throw the armor on, then you figure out how to do it with the armor on. And yeah. like I said, typically it's just as, as easy as like letting your sling out uh, like an inch or two and maybe shortening your stock. But beyond that, like in my experience, like I've I've not had to like reinvent the yeah. wheel. Cool. I mean, it may, I mean, it makes perfect. It's like I know how to do it right. Like yep. once you like said, yeah, and then or, and then get faster. Right? And then when you transition to you know with the plate carry, it's like, oh. Now I just have to make this adjustment to do it right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's it. And That's it's it. and it's usually like you have that baseline. Right. And it's usually not a major adjustment once you put the armor on. Okay. You know what I mean? Right on. Sweet. I well, like it, Jim. I like that little. I know we we're kind of closing there, but I like that. Little, I, that was, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Throw that in. It was a good little add-on. Um. Well, Marco. Thanks for having me, guys. This Thank was a lot you, of fun. Chris. Yeah. Tons of great information. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, you learned something. I know I did. I've been thinking about this. I'm thinking about it more. As I always say, we do these podcasts, Jim. I just have more to think about. Come down and put this stuff on, man. They're really... Uh, Lock it in. Yeah, yeah, let's do really it. enlighten people, especially Mark, on how to spend their money. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing. I'm poor now. The Vortex Nation <laughs> podcast has uh, driven me into poverty. Uh, but uh, look at all the stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only am I ready. <laughs> so ready. But uh, yeah, what are, what are you what are you guys doing out there? What are your thoughts? Have you been thinking about this? Have you already done it? What have you learned along the way? Let us know. Until next time. See you on the next one. See you on the next one. Until next time. See you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. There you have it, folks. Thank you very much for listening. As usual, give this video a like if you liked it. Comment something below and give us a subscribe to the Vortex Nation podcast channel. It would mean a lot to us. Also, why don't you give us a follow over on Instagram while you're at it, at Vortex Nation Podcast. We'd love to hear from you over there, and we'll keep you updated with all kinds of cool photos and videos from our adventures that we do here. Otherwise, we will see you on the next one. Thank you again. Happy hunting and shooting, everybody. Have a good one.